On today's episode of Down the Wire, it's a legendary episode as we have special guest, the Doobie Brother himself, Jason Stewart, formerly of the fan-controlled football league Zappers, the man, the myth, the legend, the one that lit a joint after scoring a touchdown. All this and more coming at you, Down the Wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Yeah. Sports podcast down the wire. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Tom and Dave works. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Down the wire. Yeah. Tom and Dave episode number 77 down the wire probably the biggest episode in down the wire history today and for multiple reasons i mean we have one of our biggest interviews that we teased a couple weeks ago that we then said we weren't going to deliver that we totally punked you with and brought you a couple weeks later that's coming up later on in the show. We got Jason Stewart. Um, but in big current events news, oh my gosh, it was a great week for sports. It was so much fun. And I'm here. My name is Tom. This is my brother, Dave. Oh, hello. This is Down the Wire. We talk professional sports in unprofessional ways. Dave, the fuck is up? Oh, wow. Hi, diddly ho there, neighborino. Oh, yeah. We're from Wisconsin. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know how fun it was, like, actual sport-wise. The news of sports was wild. Yeah, it was a great sports news week, I'll say yeah, that. Because, I mean, well, we'll get into that in just a hot second, I guess. Uh, overall, though, been pretty fun. I got uh, to do a fantastic, um, like, pre-show autonomy show last night at uh, Falklandia Brewery. Good friend, good buddy, uh, Ben Mante uh, runs that place and uh, had us out for his two-year anniversary um, of, like, the business being opened. Nice. So, uh, yeah, super fun show. Made some dough on okay, top of that, so I'm like, not gonna complain. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, just been busy. Okay, I mean, what else is new? I got a I got a scenario for you here. Okay, so lay it on me. I'm at work today, right? I have to work two shows. I have to work a one o'clock. I have to work a three o'clock. Right? Each show is about an hour long. Uh, we tell them to get there. About 15 minutes early, but apparently that rule has since now changed and they're supposed to arrive at the time of their booking. But it doesn't it doesn't matter because there's two hours space between shows, right? Okay. Um, so today, I had not one, but both my groups show up a little late, which I don't care about, again. But instead of just committing to being late, they then left and got food and came back. At the Culver's right next door. Both of them went to Culver's. Okay. But they were already late. And then they were like, can you wait for us? Um, did you charge more? 
No, I but we both but both shows we sneakily took five minutes off. Oh, well. they didn't yeah, notice. I mean, I guess that's and you fine. know what? Here's the thing: as uh, that job goes, I don't want to take away time from your show. Like it affects me then too. You know, I, I sure. like just doing the whole show, right? And I don't have to be ahead of schedule or feel rushed any other way after that. So the last thing I want to do is take away time from your show, but. I don't know, I think it's kind of a dickhead move when you're already late to leave again. <laughs> like, both yeah. of them did it, right? Oh, yeah. That's yeah. bullshit. That's bullshit. Okay, but you know what? I have to ask your opinion on quite possibly the biggest news story we've seen all year. And that is... Whoa! Whoa! Big. It's big. It did... Yeah. But that's how you want to open up the show? With, with is, a little... With a little... Sadness? Are we sad? I mean, I'm certainly not happy about it. No? I thought I thought we'd open up with, I don't know, something a little bit more lively. But okay, let's you want to get it right a, into this? No, let's, let's, let's do the alternative open. Let's do that one. Okay. Yeah. The alternative open is the one you sent me earlier. Yeah. Oh, you forgot about it. I remembered <laughs> now that you sent me something to open with. Yeah. That's what it was. It and was that the was lackluster all-star game. The lackluster all-star game? That's what we want to call it? I, I mean, were you into it? Well, so here's the thing. I think the all-star game has to get lumped with the home run derby because they're the only two things that happen. Yeah. So you have to judge the weekend. You can't just judge one and not the other one. They, they get brought together. Uh, I don't know about that. I think you do. I think you judge the weekend. No, 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 no. Because, like, the All-Star game gets overshadowed by how good the, the Home Run Derby is now. Why is the Home Run Derby so good? It's uh, it's kind of crazy that it takes so long, though. Dude, it was yeah, five it, hours it, of it coverage. Be, you forget, it used to be longer. Yeah, I guess. But they show an hour of batting practice. Then yeah, they well, show... That's... Three hours of home runs, and then it's another hour of posts. Like, holy shit, It's because this is baseball's one week. They dominate this week because nothing else is going on. We had one of those days this week. I think Wednesday this week had no professional sports on. Yeah, that's usually what happens. For the big four, at least. Yeah, that's usually what happens. And uh, the home run derby was great. Juan Soto, uh, Julio Rodriguez, they put on a show. Uh... I was all over Albert winning in the first round. What's up? You were. I was all over that. I That was a pity win. Mm. Dude. Listen, listen. As my expert opinion would say on Albert Pujols and home run derbies, I knew that was going to happen. Like, you just had to know he was winning one round. One. I didn't think he was going to win the whole derby or anything. No. But Albert going there, he'd have a little bit of fire with him. Yeah, yeah. Schwarber had a ton of pressure. One seed going up against Albert. The one seed's got knocked out in the first round the last two years. Shohei Otani was knocked out by Juan Soto last year. And Juan Soto came back and won the whole damn thing this year. Did you hear the crazy story about him getting there? Uh, Yeah, that and uh, the one A's um, all-star, too. To not get a plane to all-star weekend from your team when you're still on that team no 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 that's not what happened not get a chartered plane not to get a private jet yeah i'm sorry juan i don't care uh it's one person 
He was the only person going. Look, he's their superstar. No, he's not. He was. It, not at the start of that week. He had already told them to go fuck themselves. He did turn down the biggest contract ever. That's but, pretty ballsy. And we talked about that, too. It's a little bit um, misleading, mm-hmm. right? Because it's all backloaded. So they could easily just say, fuck you to, to all that and, you know, whatever. I, that's, that's a different story. One, shut up and just fly commercial. It's first class. Who gives a shit? Sure. You're still better off than, uh, again, who's the Oakland A's guy who didn't have a flight at all? Uh, and uh, the Astros decided that they he could jump in on their flight. Huh. I missed this. You? Oh yeah, um, yeah. Let me. Who would have been Blackburn? I I don't. Montas. Yeah, Paul Blackburn. Boom! All over that. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Uh, Paul Blackburn ended up flying on the Astros charter to the All Star game. That's fucked. Also fucked. Yeah. I mean, Oakland's got a baseball team for two more seasons. It feels like it. it they they seem to be out. Oh, yeah. Apparently, the Athletics traveling secretary, Mickey Morabito, booked a Blackburn a first-class ticket, but also reached out to the Astros to see if they had any room on their plane. Okay. So it was a money-saving tactic more than it was they didn't want to... I mean, Blackburn didn't reach out to them. Like, this was a coordinated thing. I I guess, but it's still, still kind of a funky look, no? Did the Astros come from Oakland? I would assume it was the other way around, that it, they were probably or in Or the other Houston. way around, yeah. Maybe that's the thing. I mean, realistically, why are you going to fly from Oakland to L.A.? It's like a like a drive. It's I a mean, two-hour drive, isn't it? I think it's more than that. I think it's like three, three and a half. Okay, even so, are you flying that? Uh, like, when you're a pro out. athlete? Yeah, why wouldn't you? Chill the fuck out. You don't want to sit in a car. Uh, I'm sorry. Like, uh, let, let me. I'm looking it up right now, but I, I just want to know, like, distance Oakland. Did you see? Uh, did you see the giant whoop ass that Toronto put on Boston? I did. In uh, fact, that was going to be a quick hit of mine. But oh, I thanks. I thought, no, no, it's I cool. thought I was just going to be you talking ruin, baseball here. You can ruin that for me. I it's fine. We were just talking baseball. No, yeah, just... sure. You know, nothing like uh, an inside the park grand slam. Yeah, kind of nuts. Uh, Twenty-eight runs, most in franchise history. Boston, nuts. rough stretch here. Uh, th- so, shout out to Joe Poharillis for this uh, little tidbit. I can add to this. Boston's given up 55 runs over the last three games, and that is where do you think that ranks since 1901 on most runs given up in a three-game stretch? Uh, Just give me a range if you want. I don't know, like top whatever. Um, top five. That's what I said as a guess. Yeah, like top five. It's second all time. Uh, most runs given up in a three-game stretch. The St. Louis Browns. Gave up 56 runs in, like, the 1950s. They won a game in that stretch, too. They gave 50s. up... 50s? The Cardinals weren't there in the 50s? That seems weird. Yeah, I it guess. It feels like maybe it should they had, be even older. Maybe they had two teams. I don't know. Uh, that's still nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. Um, and then let's keep rounding out some more baseball talk. Should we get into it now? All right. Yes. Now let's talk about the man that is formerly known as... Dan Vogelbach. Uh, we say formally because 
he is now uh, listed as God. God tier. Mm-hmm. That is Dan Vogelbach right now. Traded to start the trade deadline, pretty much. Yes. Dan Vogelbach to the Mets. Ugh. Um, Tough. You know, I'm, I'm torn. I'm torn, Dave. I'll admit that. Because I want to say this. Dan Vogelbach exemplified the Pittsburgh Pirate way so well. I mean, he just just an absolute beast, a mauler, a, a gritty guy, and fit Pittsburgh really well for that gritty city. And to go to New York, I'm a little hurt because he's probably not playing first base anymore with Pete Alonso there. And he's definitely not going to have to bat against lefties. But I think his situation of him batting against right, uh, righties only as a designated hitter is going to be a huge advantage for him. He's going to probably be a pinch hit god. We are not talking how Dan Vogelbach could literally just turn into John Crook overnight. Overnight. Like, this Mets team could have the secret weapon. For the playoffs now. What do you mean? With Dan Vogelbach. They do. They, have the yeah, exactly. Weapon. It's exactly. Dan Vogelbach. It's I think Danny the chances. V. I think the chances of Danny V getting a ring this year went through the roof. Well, well, okay, that's and, because he was on the Pittsburgh Pirates. It's not like, a, but he's on a legit team, and depending on Degrom and Scherzer's health, like it could get really interesting come October. Yeah, and um, I, I mean this this squad has looked. Uh. Uh, I want to say borderline unstoppable. I mean, for what it's worth, right? I mean, to be fair, they're not the best team in New York. Well, yeah, but we're talking about NL here, not a uh, like baseball. You know, wait for them to get to the World Series first before uh, you know we start talking anything else. And I'm, that's going for both sides. But yeah, I mean, this is this is a, a fucking squad that New York is is getting, and uh, I forget the New York ownership uh, over there. Cohen, right? Steve Cohen. Does that sound right? Yes. I, yes. Yeah, Steve Cohen. I mean, he just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, he went out and got Frankie Lindor a couple years ago. Real easy Signed for him. Signed him to a fat fucking contract. Just took Eduardo Escobar off of the Brewers' hands for some short-term stuff. Uh, I think he's got, what else? Starling Marte trade. That was a big move. And Scherzer, obviously, too. The massive signing as well. Uh, Nuts. Dan Vogelbach, I hope he, I hope, I wish him well. I wish him well. And you wish him a ring. I do. And he's going to look sick in those pinstripes. He's going to look big, though. Oh, man, he's going to look big. Stripes on Dan Vogelbach. Does he wear, do, do the Mets wear pinstripes? They I thought do. that was a Yankee thing. Well, they have a little bit of pinstripe to them sometimes. You know those, like, orange pinstripes they do with the white? Uh... You know what I'm talking about? Blue pinstripes. Maybe? I'm looking up. I'm looking up their their jerseys. Oh yeah, I guess they do have those. Uh, like small blue. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. You know, but speaking of unis, that's a perfect transition. Mm-hmm. Have you not seen all of the alternate foot uh, NFL jerseys that came out? Talked about it today. Yeah, it's they are nice, dude. I- the I'm Cardinals sorry. just dropped one like an hour or two ago, right? Oh, I missed that. I yeah. didn't see that. I, I saw the dropped. Bears. The oh, Bear- I missed that one. Yeah, the Bears went all orange. Oh, I and, missed that. Uh, like, no joke. I, I, I think, think they look good, dude. I think between missing the Cardinals and the Bears but by the both of us, 
uh, that would probably I think there's 11 alternate uniform teams now there there are or bringing a uniform back kind of thing yeah I um I wanted to kind of chat about them if I could here it is uh, so looking at these alternate uh, unis right now um, I know it's a little bit controversial um, do you feel that the all black are lazy no I think they're clean okay good I I like the Jets and I like the Panthers Panthers are like top yeah bro they're so I don't, good but to be fair I think we all are in agreement on what number one is ooh um I I think so yeah are we talking wait count of three one I, I'm gonna say a color and then an animal that's what I'm going to say on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. White, White tiger. tiger. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. That shit is fire. Yeah. That's going to look so good. Those all whites. Oh my God. Yeah. That's a Thursday night uniform waiting to happen. Uh, that that's and now, now I got to see this. Be. I got to see this Cardinals one because I missed I, that. I didn't see it. I just heard about it and it might be an alternate helmet or something. Even? Well, that's that's kind of how. Oh, it and it is. It was a black alternate helmet. That's what it is for 2022, and that's that's kind of how it's been. But here, look look at these bears. Ooh, I don't hate it. I don't hate those at all either. Yeah, they look kind of fresh, dude. I I also, who was the other one, dude? Do the Texans have red face masks? Uh, yes. That's kind of cool. I don't hate the battle reds. Like, I kind of like the red on red and the shine on shine. The, too, with the, it. I, I Bleach Report put out an article that ranking them so far. They had the Texans as dead last. I don't hate them. You know what? Even if they're dead last, I would be happy. Listen, the Cowboys one is lame. Well, the Cowboys one's a retro throwback. It's the Cowboys, right? Exactly. I, I don't hate the the Cowboys. It's it's just basic. Like I like the Texans because they went for it. You know what I mean? But yeah, the again, Falcons not... one is super clean. I like they that one a lot. That one's the best. Ooh, I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm I'm indifferent on that uh, take. But I really yes. think I I think White Tigers got to be number one. It just has to be. Okay, I, I'm looking at this Cardinals one. The only thing, like, I don't like the the fade. So yeah, I think like, the you border, like you see that fade right in the middle, right? And it's odd. The thing is, uh, the border is usually black, I think, and that kind of messes it up. And the black on black would look weird then. So I think the Cardinals black on black, or it, I guess is it black on black logo on black looks the weirdest of the ones that I've seen for sure. With Carolina and New York in there, and uh, Atlanta, or not Atlanta? Who's the other one with black? Eagles. Eagles. I don't know. The Eagles one's weird looking too. I feel like I've seen that before from the Eagles. Well, the the big thing about the Eagles is that the wings are different. Oh, I you guess see I, that now. How how different are they? Are they they're like lower? Yeah, they're look, definitely they look, thinner. They look lower down too, like not as high up. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm a little bit meh on that. I don't but, know. I, yeah, I thought the Eagles one didn't really do much for me when I first saw it. So, is this yeah. going to be the first Commanders season? Have they played as the Commanders yet? Uh, no, they have not. And so they do have their uh, alternate, which is actually kind of a cold one, too. Uh, they went with the numbers again. And uh, I like it. I, I dig it. But 
all in all, I think you got to be pretty happy for all these alternates. Yeah, I don't think there's too many that were that bad. Yeah, no, no um, real misses by yeah, any means. They, like I said, ble- that Bleacher Report article shit on that one. They also shit on the Patriots throwback. Which how? Well, it, like I think Patriot Pat is better as the head than the full body. Which mm. got me thinking: What if they did those Patriot throwbacks, but they used the uh, instead of their old uh, helmet mascot? They use the new one with the old school colors. Okay, I can see that. You know, that more red, white, and blue. Oh, also, a big shout out to the New York Giants. Bringing back the the throwback 90s. Those are clean. Yeah, those are clean. Those are, uh, for for being red, white, and blue, there is something about those uh, unis that get me, like, tingly. Well, they're more blue, white, and red. You know what I mean? Sure. So that's probably why. They, they, they just fit really well together in that order as well. Um, do we have any other news to cover on this? I don't think no. so. Yeah. No. Who do you think had the best uniforms in the fan-controlled football league? Uh, it's whomever Jason Stewart was playing for. It's the Zappers. That's right. Well, I'm just saying all time. I was just saying... That's our setup for it. Jason Stewart. If you don't know who he is, you're about to get to know him. We sat down with him. We got to do a little mini interview with him. We got to play a little game with him. We had a lot of fun. We got down. We got to sit down. We learned about cryptocurrency. Oh, yeah. Big crypto guy. Uh, We even, you know what? For all our trading bros that listen, even got insider tips from Jason Stewart, what to invest in if this thing doubles your millionaires, I promise, okay? Doubles your millionaires? If this thing doubles, comma... Oh, your millionaires. Your millionaires. Okay, okay. There was not a good pause there, no. so I was Sorry. very confused. Yes. And it was a really fun time. Let's get into it. Jason Stewart. Count the number of times he says bro. All right, here he is, Jason Stewart. Man, myth. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Legend. Dude, uh, an appearance on Quick Hits. He doesn't know what that is. But no. he has been on this podcast before. Former quarterback for the Atlanta Zappers. Was it the Atlanta? Uh, it's just in Georgia. It's just the Zappers. Oh, just the Zappers. And Memphis quarterback. 
Sports Scott Community College. Oh yeah, I did some research, baby. I don't know yes, any more sir. than that. I did. I didn't do. I didn't know any more than that. But I wanted to say because of that, I think our goal after this is we got to get you a Wikipedia page, bro. I mean, you you. Why don't you have a Wikipedia page? I feel like you need one by yeah. now. Uh, I mean, there is one, but it's like half. The information is about me, and the other half is about another Jason Stewart. Um, <laughs> yes. Dude, I did the same thing. I did the exact same thing. It's the the lineman, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> yeah, so. I, I I literally uh, was was researching you before, and I ended up sending Tom a message. I was like, "Whoa, this guy's like forty <laughs> one." So, <laughs> yeah. I, and then he's like, uh, "You might want to double back there." It's like, but it said no. Oh, okay, you're right. It just got like blended in. It was really weird, and it freaked me out for a hot second. Yeah, you know, it is weird because, like, I remember as a kid, I would, like, look, and I feel like a couple years ago, this other individual who was a lineman, I don't know him, but his name's also Jason Stewart. And so uh, after, you know, smoking the J, uh, I guess somebody was, like, halfway going through filling me out. And then, I don't know, maybe <laughs> their computer froze. I'm not sure what happened, but, like... So Better question. Was it you that was smoking the J? I was going to ask the exact same follow-up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if it was me, I still would have filled it out, you know, with all due diligence just because, you know, at the end of the day, like, I want people to know my story. You know, it's 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 been a wild one and, like, full of ups and downs. And, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it, it would be cool. And I also like to break the misconception that, like, people who smoke can't still be productive and, like, get things done because I smoke every single day, damn near all throughout the day. And people see the results, you know, that I'm continuing to, to get. So, sure. yeah, man. So speaking of your story, let's just inform everyone, you know, update them a little bit, because like I said, we've mentioned your name before, honestly, you're, you're turning into like a sports cult legend at this point. We fucking loved the video of watching you. So, Jason Stewart, quarterback, former quarterback for the Zappers in the fan-controlled football league, threw a touchdown and then immediately to celebrate, ran off to the side and smoked a joint. It was awesome. It was fucking legendary. Absolutely the most perfect touchdown celebration ever. And honestly, the thing about it that makes me even more um, – I don't want to say proud, but that's the only word I can think of honored. for it. Honored, I guess, is how <laughs> really they, they didn't want, it seemed like, uh, we'll get into it maybe, it seemed like the whole situation, they, 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 they wanted to avoid it. They, they, they didn't want to really put you down. They were, their hands were tied, and they thought it was a pretty awesome move for the league and the brand, and look what it did for the league and the brand. I mean, And yourself. Absolutely. It was definitely a move that made more moves from that. Uh, why don't you take us from the beginning then, Jason? Why don't you get into it? Like, introduce yourself, because uh, honestly, me and Dave are ignorant, and that's pretty much the base of the story about you that we got. But we, we would love to hear more. Like, take us up to your professional days and start wherever you want from there. Yeah. Um, you know, no worries. And once again, I've told my story so many times. I, I basically can do it in 60 seconds, almost like a, an elevator pitch. I'm timing you, man. Yeah, man. You know, I, I can break it down for you, but you know, I grew up in Alexandria, Virginia, basically where they filmed. Remember the Titans. That was my city. 
I had zero scholarships, so I went JUCO. I was in JUCO for two years, grinded my ass off. Ended up number one quarterback in the nation, signed with Memphis, get to Memphis. My roommate is also a first-round draft pick. He goes to the Denver Broncos. I move in with him. He's a millionaire. I'm broke, no money, no car. I get into day trading. This is 2017. I'm working at Target and day trading. Fast forward to 2020, had my first six-figure day in the market. And then fast forward to the FCF. I had been sitting on the couch six years, not playing at all, and decided, you know what? This shit is in my backyard. Let me go play. So that's that's my life story in a nutshell. You know, obviously, uh, you know, there's, uh, you know, bits and pieces that obviously we could go more into detail. But I definitely want to make sure within this 15, 20 minutes we cover, uh, you know, some of the more recent stuff. But, yeah, it's been been crazy. That was impressive as fuck. It's 55 seconds. I mean, he was right on the money. (laughs) Like, that that was perfect. Perfect. I'm just saying you you gave me that elevator pitch and it, it I mean. Five second difference. We'll take that, uh, dude. Yeah. So, like, go, let's start back uh, with your college stuff because you know that quarterback you're talking about is Paxton mm-hmm. Lynch, right? And I, I don't know if, if you're still good friends with him. You know, uh, why don't you explain your relationship with Paxton and uh, like, have you done stuff for him? Has has he provided for you? Like, um, like, yeah. Tell us about Paxton. Yeah, so, you know, and it's funny because we actually spent New Year's together this year. So it's, we're still on good terms. uh, But but like any friendship or relationship, you know, it always has its its ups and downs and periods of growth. And for me, uh, you know, going to Memphis and then sitting behind this six foot seven, 240 pound stud. Unit, unit. Yeah, and it's like in college, you know, that's, what more can you ask for? And he could, he could run. So, it was he had already been in the system. He's a phenomenal quarterback. So uh it was just a perfect fit. Him and Coach Fuente really meshed well together. And um, you know, for me, that was just another period of life where I had to learn like my role is not always gonna involve me being the main person or me being the star. Like sometimes your role has to be in helping someone get prepared or providing them with that positive positive reassurement. Um and even every day in practice, just like coming, you know, bringing my best. And that's going to help him level up as well. So when he went to the Denver Broncos, um, he had asked me to come with him because we were already roommates. We had our, our entire entire class schedule was identical. We lifted together, practiced together, film everything. We would, you know, play the game. So if we weren't doing something separate, we were basic, you know, which was very rare. We were basically together all the time. So. That was amazing for our college career and for the two and a half years that I was there. It's just the difference was when he went to the Broncos, he was making millions of dollars playing a game. And I knew how to play that game. I just didn't have, I just wasn't, my value in that game wasn't worth the same amount. So that's where I realized, all right, you know what? I don't have a car. I don't want to ask him for money or him to give me money because I don't want that to come between us. So me getting into day trading, uh, was obviously a, a very complete, it's like, it was like a day and night type of thing compared to the lifestyle and things that we were doing together at Memphis. So, you know, that combined with me also getting into network marketing, things just were, you know, it's like a lot of people around him were also telling him like, what's Stu doing with this trading and, and, you know, getting paid online and all these different things. So it kind of created a bit of a riff between us, but 
the beauty is, once again, you know, sometimes uh, people need to separate and go in different directions for a period of life. And it was cool that we could, at the end of the day, you know, years later, put it all aside. And, you know, that's the beauty is sometimes we, we give the wrong advice coming from the right place. And so, you know, even though his advice at the time was wrong as far as not encouraging me to go that direction, I know it was coming from the right pl place of love, like him being my brother and not understanding what direction I'm going in. He was just trying to protect me and make sure, you know, that at least he voiced, hey, just be careful and be wary. So that's the beauty of it, bro. You know, it's like we spend New Year's together, um, you know, just about every year for a, a good while. Memorial Day, we all, you know, me and, and our other roommates, we usually go to like Lake Pickwick down there in Mississippi. So, yes, you know, it was a blessing, bro. Like, I wouldn't change any of it, you know. Like, I, I have our room number tatted on my wrist, 102. Um, you nice. Know, like, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was four of us, uh, including myself. And so, that was the gang, man. That was the gang when I was at Memphis. Awesome, awesome. What, you know, you, you're talking about your grind and your story and the journey you go along. Talk about that JUCO grind, man. I mean, you went to two of them. You didn't go to just one, right? right. You were at two JUCOs, and you said you didn't have any offers. You know, yep. And this was also right before that last chance you wave, too, right? Correct. I mean, Correct. no one was on that before that last chance yeah. you comes out. That was probably like a year or two after you go there, right? Somewhere around Correct. there? Correct. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you were kind of ahead of the wave on it, trying to get your name out there. What, what went into that decision-making process? And ultimately, tell us about those experiences. Yeah, JUCO was just really a big gamble on myself. And when I look at risk to reward, even now as a trader, it's like I look back at certain decisions that I made. And so it's like even looking at that decision, the risk was leave with an associate's degree you know, at least know that I gave two more years to try to land something bigger or, or go somewhere that I thought I belonged to be. And the reward was getting that full ride scholarship to a division one or one double A or division two, and then furthering a free education. So, you know, it was like, I think JUCO for people like JUCO is really there for two reasons. It's like either you're already a really good player and got in trouble or didn't have the grades or something or you're somebody who you feel like you've been overlooked, maybe a diamond in the rough, you might be too small, or maybe you don't have enough film or, you know, so the biggest thing for me was I was just willing to bet on myself because I know my work ethic. I know how much I wanted it. I know just even the visualization. I would have posters on my wall that would have all these division one quarterbacks and like a question mark. And even, you know, even my office now, like you guys can see my, my, my walls are covered and images and pictures because they say pictures are worth a thousand words. So, you know, in the Bible, it says faith comes by hearing the word. So if I'm hearing or seeing that I belong at a certain level or at a certain place, that's just reassuring my faith. That's just reconfirming what it is I already believe or feel about myself. So at that time, I didn't even really understand those laws or powers. But after two years, you know, my first year at Dodge City, we went undefeated backwards. Like, literally, you know, and we were playing against some studs, man. We had Ty – there was Tyreek Hill at Garden City. Him and Nick Marshall were on the same team. Shit. Oh, yeah. So, like, you could I can imagine he was, like, way faster than everyone in JUCO. Bro, it was, like, them running the read <laughs> option 
you 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 couldn't be right. Like <laughs> you know, you, the DN comes up field to keep Nick from taking it, and Tyreek's down the middle. All he has to do is make one guy miss, or you know, it's just and vice versa. You know, so that was just fun to watch. A lot of weeks, I would just watch their game tape. Uh, just on some fan, like, it just was fun to watch those guys. But, yeah, I mean, you know, the first year that I – that Juco, that freshman year that I had at Dodge, I actually even played receiver, like, midway through the year uh, because they had an in-state Kansas rule. So all of our out-of-state receivers got hurt. And our, um, our in-state quarterback from Kansas was actually pretty good. So they said, you know what, Stu, like, you're our next best athlete. Would would you be down to play receiver? And I'm like, at this point, we haven't won any games. So, you know, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. And I actually got – I was recruited more heavily as receiver after just three games than even quarterback. So, I uh, I ended up transferring to Norfolk State. I was there for not even half a semester. Um, and I ended up having to withdraw. I got really sick. I got, like, bronchitis. Lost, lost like, 20 pounds. Yeah, shit. Ended up, ended up moving back home. And – uh, it was a coach from Fort Scott. When I played against them at, at Dodge City, I had like 250 yards passing and like 150 rushing when I played against them. So uh, they said, hey, we heard you're at home. You know, if you, you want to come compete, what, you know, why not? So at that point, I'm like, well, I have nothing to lose. So I go to Fort Scott and they actually had me competing against a, a South Florida bounce back. His name was Jay Gunsby. It was like 6'4", 220. It was like a, a Cam Newton. But, you know, the only reason reason I ended up really playing over him because he was much more talented than me. But it was just my understanding of a playbook and my leadership and just my work ethic. And so once again, you know, like when I said to myself, I'm starting over a, a three or four star guy who is out South Florida who has NFL capability, then that let me know all right, you know, this could, this could be the year. Like my hard work is starting to pay off. I'm starting to see myself reach different levels. And yeah, at the end of that season, I ended up uh, being rated number one in the nation. For sure. For that, sure. That's awesome. You know, that seems like something that you've done quite a lot is really taking those risks. And like you said, betting on yourself and it is paid off like major dividends pretty much every time uh, it that you've you know taken these challenges head on. So what is that like? What is that big moment for you that in your entire life, let alone sports career, just everything? That biggest risk that you took that has just been life changing for you. The exponential grower, if you would. Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to pick because I feel like each one has like has like helped me understand that these things are possible when I put my mind to them. Cause like when like for, for, for me, the D one thing, like where I grew up division one was like the NFL to us. Like I wanted to play college football so badly, but it wasn't even really Madden or NFL that I was after. It was just like college football to us was everything. So hearing people tell me there's no chance you'll, get offers and JUCO's a waste of time and even coaches that I had that told me I was only a D2 talent and all these external things you know you're hearing people try to value them looking at your life on a scale of like I don't know maybe 30 minutes if they've you know maybe a 10 minute highlight tape or you know maybe one season of being around you like it's just the concept of I'm with me every single day 
So if I know how much work I'm putting in and they have no idea and they have no understanding of how bad I truly want it and the, the obstacles that I'm willing to go through, mind you, because even when I was at Fort Scott, I actually separated both my shoulders during that season. My left shoulder, it was actually the second game of the year against Tyler, uh, Texas, down there at Tyler Community College. Separated my left shoulder grade two. They had to tape my shoulder into place every practice and every game. And then my right shoulder, I separated towards the end of the season as well. And played all the games with separated shoulders, practiced, lifted, you know, did everything that I was supposed to. So just the concept, like, you know, it's – I feel like when people declare that they want, a, like, something – then the test is going to come right after. Whatever it is that you say you want or tell people that you're going to do, you better be ready for tests immediately right after. And how you handle those tests is going to determine the validation of the very thing that you desire. For sure. That's a great way to put it. Great way to put it, Matt. All right, let's, let's get into this, this last risk, maybe this last opportunity, last chance. Uh, and the Zappers, okay? You get approached to play professional football again. First of all, like, tell us what that's like, because that's an amazing thing. I mean, regardless if it's the NFL or not, you play professional football, right? So that, that's got to be worth something in a way. And then break, break it down how that experience was, the season you're going up to, and, and then let's break it into the decision to throw that touchdown pass and that celebration after. Yeah, so the idea of smoking a joint came like a year and a half ago. I was watching uh, season one with the FCF, but it was like the middle of COVID. And so I decided I wanted to see how the season went before like going to a tryout or something. Uh, once I saw some games, I was like, this is pretty cool. This is actually a little bit more my, up my alley where it's like an NFL street style because um, I like you know, that, that very much coincides with my play, my play style, uh, where I am a bit of a gambler and I like to extend plays and you know, I can make some people miss. So, yeah, I reached out to the commissioner uh, like during season one and basically let him know I was in Atlanta and that, you know, I had been a, a high profile player before. And he basically reached out to me once it was time for uh, season two tryouts. And I show up to the tryouts. This was my first time meeting Destroying. Uh, and so, I, you know, I did well. Like, I was calling my shots. I was telling people uh, that I was, I was telling them to run a fade and letting the DB know and still completing it. So, I was just having a good time. And then I went to training camp. And, yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was cool. My shoulder hurt like hell, you know, after, like, the first two weeks because I hadn't really been – you know, on that consistently. In six years, right? At that exactly. Point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Other than LA Fitness and an occasional workout, I wasn't really like doing, you know, a whole lot physically. Um, but I was still throwing on the side, like maybe once a week or once every two weeks. Uh, I had a couple guys out here in Atlanta that had actually asked me to throw. So it was still something I was doing more so just for the love of it. And the FCF, the whole purpose of me doing that was to grow my brand, was for me to network and maximize uh, the different people that I would meet for the love of me playing football and for this, you know, big masterful celebration that I had been planning for a year and a half. So, yeah, I mean, when I look at the entirety of it, I got everything out of it that I uh, would have liked to. Um, you know, I, I networked my ass off, like met so many different people, talked with the owners, 
um, and, you know, maximize the exposure. Even playing in the game, I had the at QB stew on the back of my jersey uh, versus my last name. So just being very strategic and playing chess with it all. And, uh, you know, even throughout the season, you know, I had 10 touchdowns and two interceptions. So it's not like I wasn't a high-level performer. I was MVP three out of the four games that I played in. Um, and that was cool, you know, for me to get to show – that was very big, too. I didn't want to just smoke the joint the first game and be done. Like, I wanted to continue to show that, like, I can really play. And then the stars had just aligned, you know. It was Zappers. I ended up on the Zappers. And Destroying's come back in town. We had already – he had already filmed me one game before, and I went crazy. And so I basically let him know, like, hey, bro, I got a, a celebration of all celebrations. Uh, just make sure, you know, you stay ready. And yeah, it was third. <laughs> it was the That's third play awesome. of the game. Uh, I got the snap. James Harden, he ran a post corner. I threw it to him, and he made a great catch right, right there, front pylon. And I had the joint in like a in like a case. I pulled out the lighter, and yeah, sparked it. You know, I took three hits, passed it to destroying, <laughs> and then proceeded to go crazy the rest of the game. You know, I think Best. I had like th three or four more touchdowns after that. Best joint you ever had? Uh, not the best joint I've ever had. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. Uh, surprisingly, surprisingly. Coolest place that I've ever smoked, I would say. Okay, that's uh, fair. That's very fair. Yeah, but, like, it's funny because, like, people that know how much I smoke, like, they, they laugh because of the fact that I took two hits and then went to go pass it to them. And then, like, naturally, I was like, hold on, hold on. I need one more hit. <laughs> So it was like in my head, I was like, I might not yeah, ever see this joint again. Like this, this, you know. I <laughs> <laughs> had to get oh, what you got shit. out of that. That's great. How much for an eighth in Atlanta? Um, I, honestly, I don't even buy by the eighth. I usually go like an ounce. I usually, you know, but fair we, enough. Fair um, enough. and I, you know, I got I got some great prices. People will look out for me. But the biggest, you know, the more more pressure actually came after like smoking the joint. I felt so relieved. As far as okay, bet. It's I mean, I would too, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, it was, it was something that like I had spent so much time on, like thinking about doing, and like, could I pull it off, and like, how will it all play out? And then once I did it, I had this big sense of relief, like, okay, cool, now I can just focus on the game. Uh, but at the same time, I still knew the pressure of like, if I don't, you know, if I don't go crazy and put up numbers and. Like, if I start throwing picks and don't do well, then everyone's going to be like, oh, it's because he smoked the gas. And, like, oh, he's high as hell. Like, look at he's, you know. And so, the f I don't even know if I had another incompletion after that. Like, it was it was an onslaught. Like, it was – I was just locked in and going crazy. And then I ended up breaking my foot uh, the last, dri the last uh, drive of the game. So, um, well, no regrets kind of the, at all. That's kind of the interesting thing about the FCF is that they – they don't discourage smoking at all. The, the only reason why, you know, things got brought up with you is because of the venue itself, right? Yeah, and it was like half and half, you know, like half the owners and people within the organization loved that I did it. And the other half was like a bit more old school. And they were very, you know, upset with like. Yeah, like, half the owners smoke as well. I mean, look look at some of the ownership. Probably in, more than half. And, and yeah, you know, the yeah. irony of it all is like, 
the very next week. So I'm watching that. At this point, I'm kicked out the league. I'm watching. You know, I still wanted to support the Zappers. You know, once again, I practice with these guys every day. I, I went to battle with these guys. So I still felt very much a part of the Zappers team. Um, and it was like the first place where I felt like the fan base was just really showing love and supporting me. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I'm watching from home and I, they were playing the beast and, and I see the Zappers versus beast and like Marshawn Lynch is on the field. And I love Marshawn. I'm a big Marshawn fan. Uh, and, and I even heard that he was like asking around, where's, where's the QB that did that shit? Like that show was legendary. <laughs> so it's like, I was bummed. I didn't get to meet Marshawn, but. It's like, you know, I saw him down there with the, with the whole, you know, he, he had a pretty good-sized bottle that he had probably just finished drinking. And, like, he looked like he, you know, may have had a bit much. But, like, he's down there and talking shit with stickers and, like, you know, they're going back and forth and the refs having to stop the game. And I'm just, like, sitting there watching, saying to myself, like, this, this drug is legal. And, you know, my, my guys down there saw us getting into it with the players. But I hit the gas and then proceeded to win MVP. And, yeah, it's like that, that. those are the conversations that need to get had, though. You know, like, yeah. that's why I yeah. did what I did. It, it had to be somebody like me. It had to be somebody that didn't need the game of football. Otherwise, nobody would be willing to go to that length. It had to be somebody that didn't need to worry about, you know, getting a job or, you know, b- becoming employed by someone who could look something like that up. So... Once again, you know, like in this life, you, you ha- there are certain things that you're willing to stand for and, and certain, you know, like you said, certain risks that you're willing to take. And this is just all adding to the movie. You know, like I, I, I fully I fully believe that that everything I'm doing right now is all for a reason. And I'm just adding to the script. For sure. For sure. All right. Last thing before we move on. What? crypto should we be investing in and give us an explanation of crypto like we are three years old because neither of us know anything about it (laughs) my three-year-old explanation would be like pokemon cards or gaming cards um except for i'm down with that yeah i mean that's you know my brother and i we grew up we love we love collecting the pokemon cards and you know for example if they stop printing the cards then there's only a certain amount of cards out there and so, you know, the, each coin has different utilities and things that they can offer. But the reason I bring up Pokemon cards is because buying something where then over a period of time, it increases value. So, you know, the biggest thing with crypto, everyone, you know, for the most part right now is, is, is hurt because there's a lot of pullbacks. You know, it's like, but once again, it's all about when you got in. If people had got into Bitcoin in 2011 and were still holding then yeah, I get there's a pretty good size pullback, but it's the difference in getting it at a hundred dollars, whereas now it's like floating around twenty thousand. So, the reason I bring up Pokemon cards is because like if I have ten Charizards and I only spent ten dollars on them back in two thousand and five, you know, if now those ten Charizards are all worth a thousand dollars, you know, that's the whole concept of purchasing something that you have a longer term belief in. And then just deciding at what point you want to liquidate your asset, basically sell your Charizard card or sell your crypto. And I view my crypto as buried treasure. You know, like I would joke around with the FCF. People called me Captain Zap Sparrow. Um, and Ooh, even, I like that. I like that. Even before I, uh, when I was like in training camp, I was sending Bob Menry voice notes telling him I'm the most fucking zapped quarterback in the league. <laughs> and like, in more ways than one. 
in more ways than one, no question. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, just letting him know. And so I, I had a hell, I had a lot of fun with it. You know, I had a lot of fun with it, but yeah, some cryptos that out that I would recommend XRP, uh, they should be finishing up with a lawsuit here pretty soon. Um, and once again, I like putting people on to coins that are, you know, less than a dollar or, you know, $5 or, you know, a hundred dollars, because even with the BTC for you to double your money in BTC would have to go from 20 K to 40 K. So it's just like sometimes if the jump is that big or if, if it's, you know, for you to have one Bitcoin would cost like 19, 20,000 right now. Whereas for you to own one XRP coin is like 30 cents at the moment. So it's just like, I just know, in my opinion, I go towards uh, some of those like, you know, they might be a bit riskier, but if I know I can have 10,000 XRP coins, then I'm willing to wait three to five years and then reevaluate and say, okay, cool. You know, have they gone up or have they gone down? And it should always be risk capital. Like anything that you're looking to buy, no matter whether it's stocks, real estate, cryptos, like, you know, you, you genuinely want to put in money that you can afford to lose and uh, that you, you know, within a week or two or a month or two, like you shouldn't be finding yourself checking it every day. You know, that's, that's what I try to teach everyone is like, have an exit strategy, have an end goal in mind. And for me, it's three to f a three to five year window that I'll even be reevaluating. Until then, I'm just stocking more up. Like I said, buried treasure. I keep it on my ledgers. Um, and I'm just excited to, you know, it's like anything, man. We get higher highs and higher lows. So right now, a lot of uh, cryptos are tracing. The stimulus packages is what, in my opinion, a large part of what even caused crypto to jump up crazy because we had all this money being injected Fair. into the economy and people had these checks and they're immediately, Oh, what should we buy? What should we buy? And a lot of people were, you know, buying crypto and then you see big sell-offs and, you know, so a lot of people ended up losing money, but it's just, once again, like anything, you, you can't go into it blindly. You have to have some type of strategy. There's a reason why over 85, 90% of people who get into any type of trading lose, you know, it's, it's not easy. So I never paint that picture. Uh, it's just as difficult as playing football or anything else. All right. Well, dude, thank you for the advice. I wrote it down. I was smart. XRP, I got it right here. So we are definitely going yeah. to look into it. And then uh, be on the lookout for some down the wire, uh, like bit, like cryptocurrencies, you know, in the near future. Um, yeah. Another one I would tell you to write down too, just I believe a lot in it. I mean, once again, these are all just hypotheticals and like, just high, higher probability guesses is really what any of this is, you know, because none of us truly know if, if we actually knew, then we'd be willing to put our entire life savings into these ideas and projects. True. But uh, Telcoin, it's uh, T-E-L is the symbol and Telcoin is just a coin that's uh, primarily the whole concept is it allows basically anyone with a smartphone to have their own banking system. And that's important because there's more people in the world with phones and banks. So a lot of time, whenever you're looking at these projects, you got to understand it, it is just a project. It's no different than like a Facebook or, you know, it's like even BTC. When people ask me what's, you know, why, why does crypto, the whole concept of it work? Like what's the fastest way to send somebody a million dollars outside of taking it and putting it on a plane? You know, it's like wires take, could take three to five days, you know, up to a week. It's like nobody wants to fly their money, but BTC, you can send somebody a million dollars within less than an hour. 
you know, and you don't have to count. There's no middleman. There's no, there's no, nobody to say whether you can send your money or not. Right now you see in China, there's tanks lining up outside of banks. So it's like people, if people do their history, you know, and, or research and understand their history, the banks have shut down before, like they've closed down and not allowed people to access their own money. So it's like the concept of crypto is just, once again, it puts a little bit more power back into the people's hands, but we have to all understand too how new all of this stuff is. And it's like, when you're at the beginning of a wave, you have to expect, you know, like there's going to be some rough, rocky waters, but I still see the longer term picture. And that's what I'm more so willing to buy in on. Well, again, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm sure that, you know, there are plenty of our listeners that are actually going to take that advice. So that's super cool. Uh, we're going to move in to the thing that I have planned. Uh, I came up with a, a Jeopardy game for uh, for you and Tom to take part of. Okay. And I have combined your two favorite things. Uh, it is a mix of smoking and football. And they're all just puns, really. Uh, so here are my categories. Uh, we have 420, okay. which is uh, just all players that either wore number four or number 20. So okay. we're going to go off of that. There's Wake or Baker, which is uh, uh, the answers are either going to be Cameron Wake or Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay. So uh, there is Bong and a Blitz. And that's just some past rushing, rushing cores over the okay. years. And then player potluck. And that's just uh, a bunch of random players that have synonyms with the last name, uh, a last name synonym with pot. So it's a bunch of random shit. Congratulations, okay. Dave. There you go. You, it sounds like you put impressive. a lot into that. that yeah, that's what I mean, impressive. right? So we do have a little bit of a entertainment performance background like we we do this is like what we live for this creative shit but that was pretty good dave i like that hey man i gotta use my improv comedy somewhere somewhere so right. since you That's are terrific. the guest though i will let you take the first choice uh so you it goes from two to eight hundred yeah. for all let's four go characters. with uh wake or baker for eight hundred Ooh, going big right off the bat i love it i love it all right for eight hundred this player has gone on record that they are major fans of the BC Lions in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, let's go with uh, let's go with Waker on that one. Cameron Wake. Correct answer, yeah. Cameron Wake. Yeah, it, did. it had to be. He was a he's a CFL guy before he was an NFL guy. Yes, yeah. yes, he was. But uh, so yeah, you have eight hundred. Uh, we're gonna go back and forth with this just to let uh, all to right, get, perfect. That way you're not like suffering through it all but <laughs> all right tom your uh, choice give me 420 for 800 Ooh, 420 800 mm -hmm. all right this player wore number four for only one season but was able to play against his brother twice also his wife is more famous than him for her time with Whoopi goldberg uh, i think ooh. i know who this is Gee, really <laughs> is it jordan rogers that is not correct Damn it. i'll let you steal though uh there jason yeah i i i'm torn right now I, i'm torn between one of the car brothers or 
Mm. I think it might be David Carr, but I also think it might be Joey Harrington. I'm trying to remember, though, uh, if Harrington had any brothers. I don't know if he did or not. So I'm just going to go with uh, David Carr. Not correct. Uh, mm. Fun fact, though, it is David Carr's birthday today. Oh, oh shout out to David. Shout out to David. Yeah, right? <laughs> that, that's that's kind of uh, coincidental right there. That correct answer is actually Tim Hasselbeck. Oh, Tim. great. Great. Tim. Yeah. Tim and Matt. That's Tim and Matt. Yes. Baldies. <laughs> Absolute baldies, dude. And subpar ESPN analysts at that as well. So, <laughs> all right, board is yours. All right, let's go for 2600. All right, 42600. This number 20 player was a prolific safety that was inducted into both the college and pro football hall of fame for his time with the Miami Hurricanes, Houston Texans, New York Jets, and Baltimore Ravens. Ed Reed. Wow, Ed 600, Reed. Dave? 600 for that one? Hey, man. Really? Hey, I, I got to space shit. things out here, okay? I can't Give me be... the 400 in that category. <laughs> Holy I gotta hell, space man. Out. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yes, uh, you are correct, though. So right now, um, commanding lead, 1,400. To negative 800. Well, I, I'm not doing negative. Okay, yeah, I want 400 in that category. I, I'm, I'm going to wipe that one out. Talking about. Yeah, All right. seriously. This player wore the number four, is a twin, and is the only QB in Colts history to throw four or fewer interceptions in a single season. What? Ed Reed was after this one? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what he's thinking. <laughs> um what the fuck dude four for the colts um i honestly just i i can't even think it's not it's not luck it's not manning is it curtis painter no i don't know who it is (laughs) no it's not who is this uh you got a steal in you I don't even know. I don't know this one. Oh, you guys are going to beat yourselves up. It's Jim Harbaugh. Oh, okay. All right. Come on. Are they twins, though? Yeah. Oh, I did he's not know he's that. He's twin with John. Okay. All right. All right. That is a shame. I'm, I'll take the L on that one. But I think those two could have been switched. All right. You know what? Look, I came up with the, the <laughs> fancy titles, okay? I can't Let's be go, right uh, here. 420 for 200. All right. Yeah, 200. This player wore the number 20 as a halfback playing from 1919 to 1929 and is the inspiration to the name of Green Bay's football stadium. Well, damn, I know it's uh, it's Lambo. Yeah, I think that counts, right? That's all you need on Jeopardy. All you need is last name. Tom, I'll give you you the 200 for pity points if you can tell me his first name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna. That happen. sounds about right. It's Curly Lambo. Curly, Curly Come Lambo. On. I would have thought the Packer guy would have got that. All right, Tom, your go. Um, I will take. Let's go bong and a blitz for four hundred. For four hundred. Let's start seeing what these are about. All right, two thousand eight. Eric Foster, Kenyanta Dawson, Raheem Brock, and Dwight Freeney. Give me the team. The Colts. Colts. Okay. 400. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Shit. All right. That was, I, I like that category. Okay. Yeah. It's a lot, lot easier than it, okay. it sounds. Go ahead, Jason. Let's go. Uh, let's go bong and a blitz for 800. 
Yeah, that was smart. Smart move. Get that one. All right. 2000. Rob Burnett, Sam Adams, Michael McCrary, Tony Siragusa. Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Boom. You know, I mean, geez. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, all right. Let me give it 600 in that category. All right. All right. Yeah, we're, we're I like just that. One. Run through the category. Yeah, I like that. 2015. Kendall Reyes, Sean Lissamore, Corey Lugit, Melvin Ingram. I mean, that's the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. Chargers. Okay. All right. I knew it by Corey Legit, by the way. I just want to say that. Okay, I just <laughs> to say that. All right. I'm still kicking myself the over the Jim Harbaugh because I. Yeah, that low key, See, I one, told that you. One, I, I guess that was a little more gettable than I thought. Uh, it was. I, 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 that was the first name that popped in my head, but I didn't think that he played. I didn't remember him having like that great of a season to only throw oh, yeah. four picks. Like, I, yeah, I don't he, know why in my head I thought he went number 10 or something too so well just, he had the that was the he did a crazy Thanksgiving thing didn't he or was that Jason Garrett that's Jason Garrett that did that I think one of those two did Jim Harbaugh or Jason Garrett I can't remember yeah me which one is it is it him next now yeah it's, it's your blitz. turn Jason I'll take the last right, bomb 200. yeah 200 all right 2005 Kendrick Clancy William Joseph OCU Minura, Michael Strahan. New York Giants. New York mm-hmm. Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was, see, that one was the obvious. Uh, OCU Minura, like, what a career that does not get monster. talked about enough. Yeah. Right. Dude was absolutely insane for those. Like, Literally the four or first five years. team I thought of just because yeah. I wanted to say OCU Minura. Yeah. And, and I don't blame <laughs> you at all. Too long. I don't blame you at all. All right, Tom. It is your go. Um, Can I get. Uh, what's the last category? Uh, Player potluck. Yeah, let's do that for eight hundred. You got to catch up. I yeah, like exactly. That. I like your thought process. Mine as well. All right. A recently retired Jim Chicago. Harbaugh. Okay, wait. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> recently retired Chicago lineman, whose name probably doesn't have any Hindu origins. Kyle Eric. Long. Eric Blank. Oh, okay. Eric. So they're all synonyms for pot. Flowers. That is not. Right. Oh, I thought it was all over that. Hindu origins. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess I wasn't. I missed that part. You want to take that steal? Uh, Kush. Yes, Eric Kush. That's tough. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough. See, a lot, lot easier once you once you think about it. Uh, I was trying to be funny and I I fucked it up. <laughs> I Flowers is a great guess though. Let's go. uh, Let's go, Waker Baker for six hundred. All right, six hundred. This always strategy. Always strategy. I like it. I like it. Very methodical because that category is a fifty-fifty, so that already improves your chances. And yet we left that strategy after the very first question. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, co- I, co- I, co- I collected the 800 on that though, so I figured That's you fair. know what, unless he goes after it, uh, it'll always be there. This player has said that if they could go to dinner with anyone, it would be former third baseman Michael Young. Hmm. I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go wake again. That's not right. No, it's got to be Baker. Baker okay. Mayfield. There's my yeah. points. There's my points. <laughs> Methodical, baby. Methodical. Okay? Yeah. Michael Young is the, <laughs> the only name he said. I find that 
very confusing. Like, what a but... random baseball player. <laughs> not even not even what you think of when you think of Texas. I don't I don't know. Okay. But All he's right. got the I mean, he's Oklahoma. What? That doesn't yeah. make any sense. Look, I'm sure he's a Texas guy or something. Tom, that's you. Uh, I guess we'll go player potluck for 600. 600. All right. An active cornerback that suited up for both Cincinnati and Seattle last season. The former made the bud that was his season bloom. Wow. Uh, I'm terrible at this category. I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm the only name. No, he didn't play for Seattle and Cincinnati. Reggie Nelson. <laughs> no. no. Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> Jason, you want to steal that? I can't steal, but I like the attempt because the Reggie. <laughs> you know, you are going to kick your own ass. I wanted to say Eli Apple. But... It's Trey Flowers. Oh, you fuck, li- you were one category too soon on that one. <laughs> uh, Bloom. Okay. Yeah. 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 You see where I'm going with this yeah, at this I point? I don't think that far, Dave. I don't get there. I don't get to that point. Let's go uh, Waker Baker 200 or 400. Right. I mean. 400. This player was arrested for public intoxication, disorderly conduct, fleeing and resisting arrest, and led them uh, led to them undergoing time in an alcohol education program. I saw the video, so I know I know this. One. <laughs> this is Baker. Baker, man, what a yes. what a rough video. That's a rough video. <laughs> Not as cool as lighting up a joint after a touchdown pass. Yeah, no, that. no, no. That's but you know sure. what? He will take notes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. I'll just do 200 and guess Cameron Wake before because <laughs> before we have, we've got two and two. Do you really want to do yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Wrong. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> this player has their own official steak named after him. A filet mignon topped with spicy cracked peppercorn and a cognac bordelais sauce at Hyde Park Prime Steakhouse. Uh, that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Just take it. <laughs> Take Stake it from the him. points. Take the yes. points. So we got two more player potlucks, it looks like. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. You want the 200 or the 400, Jason? Always the four. Yeah, always. Bigger go home. I like it. All right. Here it is. A former Packers defensive tackle who won a Super Bowl in 2011. <laughs> there, there's the answer. <laughs> which might make you envious like this color. Howard... <laughs> Yeah, it's a uh, so is isn't this one Reggie White? No, that is not right. 2011. Mm. Mm. All right, Tom, you want to seal? Is it Howard Green? Howard, Howard Green. Green. Okay, okay, okay. Don't don't worry. This this uh, game is way out of hand. I was waiting for like a Johnny Jolly reference in there, but then I was like, oh, that's not a play on pot, so that didn't make any sense. But yeah, big pot guy Johnny Jolly as well. So I'll take the 200 now. 200. <laughs> a former 1950s Pittsburgh kicker and something that might grow in your backyard. Tad. Weeds. Tad weed, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. That one was way too easy. That was for about as easy as Ed Reed on that one. <laughs> Those were not the same level of question. Tad weed and Ed Reed, baby. Ed yeah, Weed, Ed team. Weed. That's the dream team. Uh shit. Uh, yeah, it was an ass kicking. Uh, Three thousand uh, dollars for Jay Stew to your uh, twenty two 
hundred. Then we so. didn't even count the negatives, thankfully. Yes. So yes. I, I'm cool with that. Yeah, I'll take that L. I'll hey, take that one. I don't have a final Jeopardy because uh, this was a lot harder than it looked to try to blend that <laughs> shit together. Yeah, no, that you was know, very the, impressive. The other, uh, the other categories I did have, which you might be impressed with, are uh, honorable mention. Yes, these honorable mentions. Let's see if I save them somewhere. Oh, I guess I didn't. Well, one of them was chiefing. And it was all going to be Kansas City Chief related. Uh, there was also pack a bowl, and it was mm. all going to be college bowl questions. Nice. Okay. And my personal favorite, roll a blount, and it was all going to be Legarrett Blount. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are all. I mean, you killed that, man. Honestly, like it's it's much harder than people probably realize to try to come up with that stuff. Well, like like I said, improv comedy. My specialty is puns. I am the best dad joke around. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. yeah th those are awesome bro all right uh i don't got much more left for you uh this was a blast i had a great time this was super cool getting to know you this whole time i don't want to take up too much of your time we're about 50 minutes i think it works out perfectly we're gonna throw this one in the middle one final question though for you jason mm -hmm. so right now our biggest prize sports possession is an autographed football from Matt Castle. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you think you can make our collection so much cooler by getting an autographed football of one Jason Stewart? Definitely. You see, I got. Okay. I got, wait, I, wait, I, wait. I, can you just I, send us the dube tube that you used for the for the joint, and then yeah, send I, us I that autograph? Even, I had to pull strings to even get my jersey. You know, so, so it was, shit. that's the well, end game. That's the end game. So, if if you just send us an autographed dube tube, I'll I'll respect <laughs> it. Yeah, I I would honestly, whatever it would be, that would be so sick. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, no, uh, no, I mean that that would be lit. You know, like you know, have the have a, a football cased in with like a joint and then both ooh, together. You know? Oh okay, shit! Okay. Yes. Okay. We'll we'll buy all the rolling papers needed if you wrap a football and sign it <laughs> i got you i got you bro yes uh awesome awesome hey all right hey man jason if you want plug your shit right now you every got last anything? one yeah everything any projects any other things you want to get out there like this is now yeah. like your last 20 30 seconds whatever you got to get out there get out there man yeah, no, I just appreciate you guys bringing me on. Anyone that wants to keep up with my journey or, you know, a lot of the different uh, meme style, funny videos, encouraging, lifting up. Uh, I'm really just about putting content out there that just continues to push people in the right direction. You know, we got too much negativity out here and hating and just energy that I don't really want to promote. And so, you know, if anyone wants to keep up with that stuff, they can find me at QB Stew, QBSTEW. Uh, outside of that, fellas, it's, it's it's been fun, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a blast. That was Jason Stewart. What a fantastic time! I mean, we had we had we had been in talks with him for a little bit. Didn't know if we were going to be able to pull this one through, and then sure enough, boom, my boy, Jason Stewart coming through. That was awesome. I cannot wait to get that football. I mean, or that dube tube, that dube tube football. Ooh, okay. <laughs> We're just yeah. going to mix it. And uh, if you liked it, please be patient because we have plenty more interviews lined up coming down the line. Ooh. Um, so 
be ready because uh, we are we're generating um, some great content. Yeah, with some great people. A lot of fun going on. Uh, keep keep uh, keep in touch and be sure to check out all of that shit. Jason was plugging. Uh, we recorded with him what two three days ago now Thursday. Yeah, so he he was awesome and he was super cool about it and even reached out back after a while. So I I was super happy we got that done. And my favorite part of the entire interview is when he realizes that it's the last time he's going to see his joint, and so he hits it one more time. And then, <laughs> dude, the fact that it. Uh, like we didn't catch that, and now that I I've seen it, or like he told us about it, it I just like wait on bated breath each time. <laughs> like, oh no, I, hey, I hit it one more time, and then I go go back out, throw like two more touchdown passes after you, and then breaks the his foot. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, what a game, what, what a career, a what a what a fucking future this guy has in the world because fuck. He bet on himself so hard, and look how well that's paid off for him, dude. Yeah, quite literally, in a lot of different facets of the game too. So not just football. That was that was the interesting part about me with me. I thought was how much we just got to know about how football was just there for Jason more than it was anything else. After a while, you know. So that was that was really fun. I thought perfect timing. Let's go into quick hits because we're about to make. Uh, take a chance on our opinions and the future, and hopefully we don't look like assholes. So, do you want to go, or do you want me to start this off? Why don't you start? I always start quick Okay. Hits. Here is my quick hit. I'm oh, sorry, quick hit. My hot take. Hot That's take. what I meant. Okay. I think I said quick hit before. You did. Hot take. Here is my hot take. The number one most productive receiver... For the Green Bay Packers this season will be Romeo Dubs. Whoa. I am getting a stronger gut feeling each and every week that Aaron Rodgers is in a bromance with Romeo Dubs. Mm. He talks about him like Jordy Nelson. He talks about Romeo Dubs like fucking Jake Kumaro. And Ooh, you and, know how much he loved Kumaro. And from what I have read in all of the training camp news, they like Romeo Dubs, dude. I'm thinking he's going to have a super surprising season. Okay, I don't know if I necessarily have a quick hit. But, hot take. Or a hot take, <laughs> rather. Sorry, I don't know if I necessarily have a hot take. But I do have a scenario, and I wanted to bring it up at this time. So... We just saw Kyler Murray catch a bag. Derek Carr also caught his bag this year. And I just had a I had a question. If one of those two was not going to win a playoff game for the rest of their extension, so they just didn't capitalize on that extension, they didn't even win a playoff game, which one of those two would you think? Derek Carr or Kyler Murray? Oh, I, that's a tough one, man. Here's, here's my only hesitation. I think Kyler Murray is a lesser quarterback than Derek Carr, but the AFC West is a 
substantially tougher division. It's a gauntlet. It's a and gauntlet. Especially when you look at it for five years, right? Isn't that what? I uh, think cars... both of them got. Well, five years I know is uh, Kyler, but I think Derek's got four. I want four years. Okay, four years even. Let's mm-hmm. just go off four years. The Rams have potential to fall off in that time. The 49ers have an unproven commodity in Trey Lance. Right? And Seattle's more than four years away. Oh, my God. (laughs) But you have Russell Wilson, who is older but not dead in four years. You know what I mean? Right. Patrick Mahomes, young. Justin Herbert, just starting. Oof. I mean, and that's not even considering. But the Rams are going to have Stafford. For four more years? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's only like 33 or four. Okay. Sure. But he's had injury problems. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he dropped off in four years. So you think Kyler Murray has a better chance of winning a playoff game in the next four years than Derek Carr? Yes. Okay. But uh, now... I'll take uh, the hot take of that then and say Kyler Murray will not win a playoff game in his extension. Okay. If, uh, If you... You saw Tom um, on with our, the Cardinals. If he gets traded, well, not, then, not, then shit happens. Yes, but uh, in our little sports group chat through Chairshot, did you see my argument with Ray Cash about about Kyler Murray? I remember you bringing it up. Why don't you remind the people of it? So Kyler uh, Ray believes that Kyler Murray is a top five quarterback over the next five years. Over the next five years is a big uh, he said stipend uh, uh, to it. Uh, uh, let me let me look up the exact wording of this because um, I disagreed, and he challenged me. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, like there's two off the rip. You gotta put ahead of them. Uh, okay, okay. He said this is this was his take. Uh, let's do this, Joe Burrow. A five-year deal. Can you name five or even ten QBs that you would take over him for the next five years? Should have said ten or even five. Not talking about this or next year. I mean for the duration of that contract. Okay, so and I, I safely gave him what I believe to be uh, I, I think I got my five. Or nine. Okay, so like just off the rip, off the dome, this is what I'm going with. Mahomes, Herbert, Burrow... Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, like that's five un like undoubtedly I would take over Kyler Murray, right? Okay. All of those guys. Uh then it gets interesting, I guess. I think there's another tier after that. Like for five years. But like who knows? Yeah, right. Like, uh, so this is these are the names that I gave him okay. safely to start off. This is for five years, and I still I do believe this. Rogers, Mahomes, Allen. Wilson, Prescott, Jackson, mm. Burrow, Herbert, Lawrence. Ooh. Um, and you then, said Prescott, and I like that. That one's decent. Uh, your boy Jalen Hurts didn't make that list. I said, I even said afterwards, I like Hurts, but I can't justify. Oh my god, I can't I believe can't you even justify him being can't better. You gave him right that now. much love to uh, even mention his name. On and, the side. and I also said Cousins is solid, but not consistent enough. For me to make uh, say him, okay, but uh, I did forget Derek Carr there, and I do think Derek Carr is better than Kyler Murray right I, now. I think and so. Could be better. Did over you put the next Stafford in there? No. You would rather have Kyler Murray than Stafford over, over the next five, five years? years? 
Yeah, I would rather have Murray. I think you're. I'm telling you, I don't think he lasts that long. Ugh. I don't think. Five I don't know years. why you're putting Trevor. I can't put Trevor Lawrence above anything right now. I don't care what I, he did before. He looked so terrible last year and just not worth not worth investing more in. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if you if you believed that about Trevor Lawrence. And you had a level where you think he is. You didn't think he's going to be better than that level now. You know what I mean? He's only either gone down in your book or he's staying the same and you're still riding with your investment. You didn't put more in on him. I am putting in big stock on bringing in Doug Peterson for that club. Um, I think he can really make it work. I'm, I'm not saying that he's going to be, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers level. Don't get me wrong, but I'm going to say a big portion of his failure last season was Urban Meyer and trying to uh, heal off of that tenure that he had with Jacksonville. I would almost invest more in Zach Wilson than I would in Trevor Lawrence right now. From from an arm talent standpoint, yeah. Yeah, I'm willing to go there. Yeah, that's a bad take. Sorry. That Jaguars team is dog shit, man. Dog shit. They'll be better. They'll uh, be better this year. Uh, but, yeah. Um, should we quick hit this? Yeah, quick it up. Let's get to some quick hits. We have the quick, easy news of sports to get to today. Um, I have something that I wanted to cover. And I don't have it in front of me now, shit. So this always happens, it feels like. And then I have to go and find them and cover for myself while I talk into a microphone. So, the first one I wanted to do is, you see these Rams Super Bowl rings, dude? They're lit. Dude, holy shit, that is amazing. Uh, The Rams Super Bowl rings are finally out. And the rings are so damn big that you can take the top off and see the SoFi Stadium within the ring. Uh, those are pretty sick, and it's pretty cool to see that inside of it. It's because it was the home of the Super Bowl, I think, too, which makes it even more cool. Yeah. That's that's a really awesome design. Uh, we had Man City and Bayern Munich. Is that who it was? Yeah. Come and play in Lambeau. And uh, I don't even know the score. Do you know what the score was? Man City trounced them last okay. night. Yeah, I didn't even watch that part of it. I just saw that there was a streaker. There was a streaker at the game. Sold out. 78,000. I mean, Lambo showing out for this duel between the, what, two Champions League teams? I think they're both in that, right? I think so. I don't know. We know nothing about... One's in... About one's football. in... Uh, the Bundesliga, that's what the German one is called. I had to think of it because I, I needed to get that one right. And then the Premier League for the other one. Uh, so that was great. I also wanted to highlight uh, this absolutely legendary nine dart call uh, and their amazing opportunity at <laughs> – just listen. Just listen to this, Okay. Yeah, 
insane reactions in England there. Uh, people are going crazy. I don't even watch darts, but I love to play. And if you did that in a bar here, they would probably kill you. They wouldn't even realize that. Uh, are you a witch? What else did I want to highlight? Uh, I think that's about it. I think that's all I got for quick hits. I think I might have had one more, but I really can't find anything. And I gave three, so I feel good about myself. All right. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I got one more thing. Charles Barkley, like, is he officially going to live now? Sure looks like it. Sure looks like it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Dave. All right. Here are my quick hits. First things first, I, I will talk about... Uh, the Man City game as well. Did you see the police officer and AJ Dillon? No. So uh, apparently, the this like officer did not realize. That okay, I literally just see. It. I it literally was just scrolling my feet. Go ahead, explain it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't realize that this is like AJ Dillon and he's trying to, uh, you know, he's trying to go for a Lambo leap to, you know, with the crowd during this rain delay. And like this police officer gets extra fucking handsy with dude, like shoves him uh, with some legit strength because man, if, if this was playing around, AJ Dillon wouldn't move. Right. Right, and on top of that, then gets proceeded to uh, get drenched in some sort of beverage. Yeah, because fuck that guy. <sighs> How do you Nuts. not know who A.J. Dillon is? Like, if you're uh, working I, I... in Lambeau. Right? If you're in the stadium, you got to know what all the players look like. Uh, dude, I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but... For this exact reason. Yeah. Uh, what are the chances that dude gets fired? Maybe. I could see it. You, you could just see it? Uh, I don't I think know. it's like a, almost a guarantee. They're going to be like, uh, whatever, you know, you didn't realize it, yada, yada, yada. All right, all right. Uh, it's, they, they don't want to fire that guy. Okay. Uh, my, my next one... Um, LeBron James has apparently filed a trademark uh, for the tr- uh, the phrase "shut up and dribble." What do you think about that? Mm. Seems uh, a little sus. Just, just like nuts. I feel like this is how he gets like Stephen A. Smith off his back. Is speaking of, is he like in soap operas now? Stephen A. Smith? Yeah, did you see that? No, but yeah, I wouldn't surprise me. That dude's dramatic as fuck. And uh, my last thing, uh, have you heard of Road America, Tom? I have, yeah. It's in uh, Elkhart Lake? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, more or less, it's no more with NASCAR. Did you hear that? I did hear about this. Because NASCAR will drive through Chicago in 2023 with a its first ever street race. Yeah. That's kind of nuts. I know, right? I I see like part of me wants to be there, but part of me wants to watch it on TV. That way I could see everything. I would rather watch the F1 race there though than I would the NASCAR race. Yeah, well, look, you know, what you can't do much. Just saying. Yeah, well, I don't know what you're I'd rather to see do. robots race than Toyotas. You know what I mean? Like, 
that's kind of where it goes. Yeah, fair. But I, F1 I still cars think, are fucking robots. I still dude. think it's fucking nuts that they're doing this. Oh, no. I think it's awesome. It sucks that it has to... Is it going to be in a circle? I don't know. I have no clue. I would assume. I mean, it like, of... has to be, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So... No. It's part of NASCAR's... This is from the ESPN article. It's part of NASCAR's sweeping changes... To its oval-heavy schedule, first by adding both a dirt race at Bristol Motor Speedway and additional road courses, and now a completely new concept. It sounds as if it plans to keep going, too. Mm. So, Good for maybe, it, maybe it'll still be in kind of a round shape, but um, I don't know. That's, that seems kind of cool to me. And the Saudis are going to take over tennis next on that no eh, shut up you're i know what you're looking at don't look, buy that shit anyway uh, and one final oh i just have to get a couple fuck yous out first vince mcmahon retiring from wwe this past week mm-hmm. more or less saying that these uh these legal troubles just aren't going away anytime soon so better just to clear that air fuck you vince mcmahon second Fuck you, NFL, and fuck you, Deshaun Watson. Because the the talk of the town predictions is that Watson will only be suspended between two and eight games this season. Just the talk. I'm saying. We don't know yet. Are you going to feel comfortable if he's in, if he's in that range at all? No. It needs to be at least a whole year. That is fucking nuts. He did miss a whole year last year, to be fair. I don't too. care. I don't care. I know. Fuck you. I'm not I'm not defending this guy. I just don't know where they're coming from. You know. Figure it out. Piece by piece. Yeah. That's gonna be it for episode number seventy seven. Uh absolute banger. Just a banger of an episode. Mm. Absolute banger. If you like this episode, which I know you did, please be sure to download us. Check us out wherever you get your sp- uh, wherever you get your Spotify's, wherever you get your podcasts like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeart, uh, GarageBand, uh, your grandma's phone that has one of those apps. I don't know. If you want, you can always check us out on thechairshot.com. Oh, yeah, I was supposed to talk there. Peace. Every time we do it, y'all, we do it with fire. Sports.